Now you just can't leave. All right, welcome back to the Reverse Mush Podcast. Harry Mack here, as always, with a very special guest this week. I'm joined by Caitlin Neal ahead of her uh, PFL Challenger Series fight this Friday on Fubo TV. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us. How, how are we feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good right now. Maybe not in a few more hours because I'll be starting <laughs> to cut my water, but <laughs> right now we're good. There you go. There you go. But I, I, I hope the weight cut's going well. Not, not too much left to shed off, at least. Yeah, not too bad. It won't be that bad of a cut, but... It's never right. fun. <laughs> there you go. No, so so I have been told, so I have seen. So just kind of jumping right into it here. So you're you're coming off of uh or you, you had your fight in Invicta uh, as your as your last bout, beat Hannah Guy, a very, very good, very game opponent, wins in Bellator, BKFC. She's kind of been all over the place. But going going back to the ultimate fighter season 30, I guess what would you say the, the big differences are so far, just in how the UFC and the PFL kind of treat potential fighters with uh, you know, you have the ultimate fighter kind of a reality show setup challenger series also very different obviously but sort of a reality show setup so yeah i guess if you could just kind of compare and contrast those two things yeah so i guess it's all it's pretty similar like they the ultimate fighter they treated us really well got us a lot of things like went out of their way to make sure we we're comfortable and i think it's the same with pfl like they're very accommodating they're really nice um they're really supportive so i'm actually really enjoying my time with the pfl and it's kind of been I don't know really fun all the people working for PFL have been like so nice really cool I feel like they're like my friends I can go and hang out with them but yeah it's been fun there you go always good to be welcomed and and I guess going back to tough there how I feel like it's impossible to understate it but how how what would you say the impact of Amanda Nunez's coaching has been on your career yeah so I think just being able to like meet Amanda Nunez and see kind of like how she interacts with people and um, how she kind of trains. Um, she's a little, she was injured on the show, so she didn't train that much. Um, but yeah, I mean, just being able to like know her and see her as a person and see her as a human, it kind of like opened up my eyes like, oh, like it's kind of cool to see the human behind the fighter, you know? Right. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And and how did you feel about her uh, her last performance in the uh, the rematch with Juliana Pena? Oh, I was stoked. <laughs> I was like, so pumped for her. Um, she won every single second of the 25 minute fight. So I mean, it was awesome to watch. And it, I felt like I had some like skin in the game. So it was just <laughs> like, it was just really rewarding to see her um, put on that performance and get the win. There you go. And and so do you think there's anything to be said with just some of the familiarity that you and some of the other girls competing this week on Challenger Series have with each other from Tough? I mean, between you and, and Helen Peralta and uh, Lisa Malden, there, there were a couple of you guys on uh, on that Tough 30 season. Yeah, so Lisa tried out for Tough, but she never got on. She was just like an alternate. So unfortunately, I didn't get to live with her in the house. But um, yeah, I saw her, gave her a big hug because we fought before on LFA. Mm -hmm. And then Helen is actually next door to me right now. <laughs> me and Helen fought on the Ultimate Fighter. Um, we were the first female fight uh, of the show. And so um, she's funny. We always kind of chit chat and talk whenever we see each other. She's actually been at my last like four fights now. So I think she's a little bit of a good luck charm for me. <laughs> I'm glad she's here. It's kind of fun to have a familiar face. There you go. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a small, very interconnected world. So you, you definitely run into a lot of the same people over and over. But yeah, I feel like that sense of familiarity can't be a bad thing, right? Yeah, no, I think we're pretty comfortable around each other now. <laughs> Living in the house together for five weeks, and then now 
seeing each other everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that'll certainly do it. That'll certainly do it. And so h- how do you feel at the chance to be part of the inaugural PFL flyweight division? Just, you know, kind of the, the chance to really be a part of something from the launch. And, you know, I mean, if you were to come in and be successful, maybe they build the division around you. Like, what is what is the just that chance feel like to you? Um, I think the chance is so like what I love about it is like it's not there. They need like a face. They need like a champion. They need like someone there. So I'm like, okay, this is my opportunity. I see it. I want it. And I'm going to try to like do everything I can to take that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so I guess building off that a little bit, what about the PFL season format kind of appeals to you in, in comparison to, uh, you know, other stuff you've done in the past? Yeah. Um, I mean, the pay. <laughs> Good answer. So, uh, it would be nice to finally get paid for fights. Like up until this point, I've been like breaking even or like I had medical bills. So like my fight like purse goes towards that. So it's just like, oh, like it, it's nice to actually get paid to fight now um, in the PFL. And then also, I think um, from like everyone that I have talked to who's fought for the PFL, they treat their fighters like so well and pfl has kind of like gone above and beyond to like work with me so i am like really happy to have them like to be able to fight for them so um i'm hoping it goes well friday and i get a contract but like so far so good and my like experience with them has been really positive so far there you go and uh yeah i don't think anybody could fault uh, a million dollars being a a good reason or a good motivator <laughs> i've never been much of a price fighter but maybe maybe i'll be See, one I, yeah there you go i've never understood how they get away with making those tough fights exhibitions that's one thing that I, that will never and then they kind of pick and choose when it counts on guys records you know what like bryce mitchell yeah. the loss to katona counts on his record but your win against helen doesn't count on your pro record it just i don't know i don't understand how all of that works i guess yeah, it's interesting. Well, I guess um, my fight on Ultimate Fighter was only supposed to be two rounds, and then it right. was a, this, a victory third round. So that's why, because um, it's only supposed to be two. So gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, that's it's just always been such a strange thing to me. The way that they pick and choose, it's like either count it or don't. You know what I mean? Let's let's just yeah. keep it simple. Yeah. But so uh, you you train at Syndicate MMA with some some of the best fighters in the world. So I mean, how how does that impact uh, just you know your, your feeling of readiness training with uh, with John Wood and you know I I, I personally train at uh, Law MMA out here on Long Island. So I know you got Aljo and Marab and uh, kind of a Saralago West out there right now. So just what's it like being in that room and just working with all those killers? Um, it's awesome to be in a room surrounded by like so much talent and so many like people on high levels. Um, I think what has like affected me personally is like my confidence like because in Utah I was maybe lucky to have like one two other girls on the mat and they were like amateurs kind of like just barely getting into it so I never really had girls to go with at my level and so I was always just kind of like guessing where I was at I'm like maybe I can beat this girl I don't know I've been going like training with dudes this whole time um so ever since switching to syndicate it's like oh cool these girls are like on higher levels than me, I'm hanging with them. Um, if I can like hang with these girls on the mats, then I can like destroy this girl that I'm fighting this weekend in the cage. So like, that's really helped my confidence and like, help me like know where I'm at, um, skill wise and talent wise. So I think that's 
kind of helped me like mentally more than anything. And then also working with John Wood. Um, he is an awesome like female fight coach. I'm only speaking from my experience. I don't know how he works with the dudes, but he's <laughs> so good about like helping you, like sitting down with you if you're having a hard day and like talking you through it, calming you down, like building you up, like whatever you need. But he's also very like realistic with you. Like before my last fight, he's like, Caitlin, she will beat you if you don't go out there and fight, but I know you can beat her. So you need to go out there and do your thing. So he's like very realistic in that way. And I think that kind of like helps me because I know he's not just like, uh, just like trying to like build me up or like whatever, like he's not lying to me to build me up. He's being very honest. Also, he's like very good about like, you can do this, like believe it. Like he's right. very good about like being there for you in that way. Yeah, it's it's definitely nice not to have to worry about like going back to your corner after after a round and worrying about like oh you know it's it, that was a close round maybe we got that one uh, no I feel like you want a coach who's gonna tell you uh yeah you know great shit keep it up you you beat the brakes off her in that round or uh, yeah you got it taken to you a little bit in that round you're gonna need to go get that one back yeah. And so I, I noticed just doing doing some research before this interview here you you seem to be pretty big in like just the the. I don't know what to call it. I guess the the content creation space, if if we want to use that word, the the influencer space. Influencer, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I guess do you do you feel like in this day and age, it's important that not only are fighters, you know, entertaining and talented and putting on good fights in the cage, but do you feel like it's also almost just as important to be able to kind of market yourself and also have skills outside of the cage that you can use? Yeah, so I kind of do that stuff for fun. I think it's like so fun for me to make videos and like post it and like make people laugh or whatever. Um, but also like that's how I've literally been paid to fight for all these years. Like I make way more money outside of the cage, like posting on TikTok than I do inside of a cage. So I'm like, well, I can do what I love and I'm having fun while doing it. So why not? And I think more fighters should be taking advantage of like the opportunities through social media because they're doing something that's like so cool and so exciting in a cage, but they just like don't post about it. So not very like many people know. And like you guys are just like losing out on opportunities right now. So yeah, I think it's like really important to be like, like a self promoter marketing yourself, but then also like doing something that's like worthwhile. So people are invested. For sure. I mean, listen, as, as somebody who has had been been lucky enough to work on the back end with some promotions here or there, I mean, one of the first things that we usually look at when we're looking at, oh, do we want to maybe book somebody or this or that is is social media and engagement. You know what I mean? It's like it feels so silly, but that's the stuff that matters these days. You got to You got to be able to get people to tune in and, and want to pay attention and, and feel connected to you. Yeah, totally. And I feel like it makes them more invested into your career and into your fights because they feel like they know you, you know, exactly so it's not like a random fighter in a cage, like fighting each other. Like you don't really care what happens. It's like once people realize like, oh, like I shared a lot about like my record at the beginning where it wasn't so good. And then I like fought through that. And then I like went through knee surgeries and fought through that. And so people are like relating to me because like maybe they had a knee surgery and then they wanted to come back and like do something um and so when they're watching my fights they know like all the history and what i've gone through to get to this point so they're like way more invested for sure right you can kind of nurture that that connection that fandom whatever you want to call it but uh yeah that you know parasocial relationships are real people absolutely will feel much more invested in uh yeah somebody who they they know the story of and all of that 
And so I, I don't want to keep you too long here because you've been absolutely, absolutely incredibly generous with your time. But so you were you were actually the slight underdog uh, on the betting lines going into your last fight against Hannah Guy there. Going into this fight, you're you're actually uh, the, the favorite. You're sitting around minus 250 on, on DraftKings right now. So is that something that affects your mindset at all going into a fight? I had no idea that I was the underdog against Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> so no doesn't affect me I, I didn't know that I was like well I kind of figured that I was like the favorite in this fight just because I have more fights than um Catherine but uh yeah I mean that doesn't affect me I'm just gonna go in there do what I do and I don't know you, you never know what's gonna happen like it's an MMA fight anything can happen at any time so it's like mm, it's like cool to like see that stuff but yeah it doesn't really affect me good to know good to know all right. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for your time. You have been beyond generous. Uh, any Anything you want to plug before we let you go? Um, just thank you to everyone at Syndicate Martial Arts in Las Vegas and then my home gym, Utah, or Agima um, in Utah, and then Century Martial Arts for supporting me and making it able so I can do this crazy fight game. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, and where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at Caitlin Katniss MMA on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. If you type in Katniss, normally I'm the first, like one of the first people that pop up. All right, well, there you go. All right, well, Caitlin, thank you so much. Best of luck this Friday, 9 p.m. Fubo TV. Can't wait to see you. Uh, see, see you go in there, and uh, ho- hopefully come away with a contract. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, no problem. Have a good one. Bye.